You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 92.5 FM. It is Tuesday, which means you're listening to... The Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor, and uh, we have a very special show this week. But before we introduce our guest, we, he's on the line. You know him, you love him. One and all, Mr. Undefeated, Martin Herty. How are things, Martin? Punk still hasn't, still hasn't accepted your challenge. What's going he's, on? He's run off the collision. He, he could have come down one-on-one, the town square and cross McGlen. It was all set up, and he's run off the collision, you know? You're, um, but I'm, I'm not feeling particularly... Undefeated at the moment. I had my first uh, jiu-jitsu class back in about a year. Literally first class back, and I've managed to screw up my neck. So, well, then it's fair. Now you just need somebody to bite your opponents allegedly, and you're okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're good. I I still think you know if you issue the challenge. Maybe get you know free seats over in collision. It works. It works. Hey, if nothing else, yeah, jump the rail. <laughs> but. It's not yourself and myself. Uh, Dave is still off in the void, Martin. We don't know where Dave is. You know, hopefully he's he's off in the in the odyssey of uh, glass and light tubes, watching his death matches with a small child. These um, children, they they fairly ruined the crack. I'm telling you, it's uh, his daughter's gonna be bloodthirsty, man. Like legitimately, like she's gonna be raised on death matches. So anyway, so we're not alone this week. We are joined by uh, two very special special guests, uh, Colin, aka Macho Max. And Christian <laughs> from <laughs> Cell Games. Lads, welcome to the show. Thank you very, very much for having yeah. us. We're really excited to be here. So if you guys aren't familiar with Cell Games, you should be. Uh, they're a fantastic Irish band. Uh, Metal to the Masses finalists. Lads, well done. It, it, Thank it's you very some, much. It's some debut that you, you've actually had onto the scene. So, uh, you know. It caught me off guard initially because I wasn't at your heats initially. And then uh, Angel from Cosmo Palace was like, they make music from SmackDown versus Raw. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. So, uh, lads, yeah, tell us about the band and uh, where we can listen and all that good stuff. Uh, I suppose you can listen on Spotify. You just took up Cell Games. Um, we're on all the socials. We're on the socials now as cellgames.mp3. Uh, because we lost control of the old Instagram and that's gone forever. So we're trying to rebuild that. So it's very important that everyone goes follow at cellgames.mp3. Um, but then it's even more important to go stream on 
Spotify, just regular old cell games. Absolutely, yeah. regular old cell games. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not called that, it's just called cell games, just so you know, you're not confused. Absolutely. People. I am thinking well, though we we may have an album called Raised by Death Matches. I'm, I'm I'm jotting that whoa. one down. Isn't that oh, a great you album name? You can have that one. You can have that one. Well, Darren, not... um, I wouldn't like to like kick this off on the wrong foot by insulting our guests, but I have to say I, I kind of have a bone to pick with them. Oh. For four days now, here's to your bones has been doing a loop in my head. <laughs> four days now. <laughs> they're catchy Only little tunes. They're catchy <laughs> little tunes, and that's the thing. I only listened to it four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we can ask. In, in that case, that's all we can ask. <laughs> so, lads, so lads, the style of music that you play, it, it's it's so incredibly unique. I mean, it, it literally sounds like it's from 15 years ago in the best possible way. What was like the influence, and and how did you get started? Like. How did that conversation come up? Because I know playing black metal, that was a conversation. So how did, how did your conversation come up and how did you guys get together? Um, I, I thought myself and Tristan uh, essentially bonded. Uh, the, the, our wrestling connection came first, I think, because uh, Tristan uh, called himself on something Edge and Tristan. And I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the start of a beautiful friendship right there. <laughs> I think so. I think musically, the first thing we did was I went to like one of your gigs and we were doing something else, like maybe nearly 10 years ago. Uh, and I was pissed drunk and I had this like idea where I was going to be playing Blood Trigger Sex Magic all the way through. Um, but I had like no members <laughs> or like, I had a, I kind of had members. I looked at the after gig and like, you, hello, yes, I don't know your name, but you're, you're Manson Kiedis now. And you're like, yeah, sure, grand, okay. And then there was no discussion of Anton for like three years. Um, but then we actually did music four or five years after that. It was 2018 anyway. Um, one of my other high concept things was I wanted to do a gig where we played hybrid theory all the way through on Chester Bennington's anniversary. And we actually pulled that one off. And was it after the first year or after the second year where I was like messaging you and just being like, yeah, what if we did? Like, what if we did more new metal, but not this? Like, what if we do this but better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like new metal gets a really bad, a bad reputation, and I, I don't think it's justified really, because I mean, we're all of the same age where we were raised on it, and I, I, I don't know if you guys are a big fan of uh, Edema, the bands that were around for like a second, you know, they, they did the Mortal Kombat song. You're shaking your head, and like you know, Love absolute. Edema banger of a tune yeah <laughs> so yeah no, those, I, I i think it's great go on sorry well i was just gonna say all of those one and done ones like trust company and caproot and you know they, yeah, they were kind yeah, of yeah, they yeah. were around with a few banger tunes and then they kind of just blended into the background <laughs> 36 crazy fist as well yes. another one where it's just like oh they had this oh. tune and gone <laughs> have they not uh, come back since they probably have, but you only know the one show that they had back in do, 2005. Do you, know, do you know who I bloody loved? Um, I saw them open for Papa Roach and they dropped one great album and I've never heard of them again. Uh, Hell is for Heroes. Yes, they were yeah. absolutely brilliant. That first, I remember they were playing in front of like a, a spiral. Your man had a big long jumper with big long sleeves. That was an absolute banger of a tune. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, what is it called? The, the neon handshake. Was, I yeah, remember the album. Brilliant, brilliant, really good. But yeah, like, so when you're 
again, like there is, I'm not overselling it. There, there literally is no other new metal band in the Irish scene at the moment, and that kind of speaks volumes to the fact that it's so. Well, I know there's been a few that's kind of flirted with it, but you guys are like it's a straight time travel back, <laughs> and it's class <laughs> because you're like there's literally like nothing drives nothing drives me more. And this isn't a jab at anybody, but this nothing drives me more when they go see a band playing as lads and t-shirts. Like, what is going on? I want a show. <laughs> you know, if I have to wear paint and have a shower, or paint is falling down after I come back. I expect the same. And you guys deliver. <laughs> yeah, you guys deliver in spades. It's class. And I mean, Colin, I, I feel bad for you because the first time I interacted with you, I was shouting abuse, locked at you because you started like shouting Cody Rhodes stuff, and I'm like, hey, Cody Rhodes. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about starting this on a bad, off on a bad nose. What's well, going to happen anyway? You're dear to my heart. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You can be wrong, that, but that's, that's okay. Half the podcast is Dara explaining in great detail how much he hates Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and, and the other half, weirdly, is him explaining how much he loves Stardust. Really? That's oh, true. that's interesting because I also love Stardust. So where did the, where did the split happen here? So, <laughs> see, I love Stardust. Dashing Cody Rhodes was incredible. Mm. Uh, and what was the other one? Damaged Cody Rhodes. He was also Damaged class. Cody Rhodes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that was all amazing. Little Tash Cody Rhodes as well was also great. <laughs> but that was also <laughs> great. Tash. Little Tash Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes. I'll tell you where the problem became. <laughs> Cody uh, Chaplin. <laughs> where the problem happened was there was a show where Cody decided to put a throne up and then break the throne. Oh. Uh, uh, and and that's when it happened because what, what Martin kind of farted. No, what Martin didn't tell you was Triple H is the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, absolutely. You're you're Uh, damn right Martin didn't tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's like, cannot be, uh, cannot be forgiven. So. (laughs) But they're getting great now. While we're on that subject, lads, what's, who would, who would your favorite wrestlers be? That's true. Good question, actually. God, uh, Tristan, what do you, you? You look like you've you've something you're itching to itching it, to get out. Do you? It was, it was Kane back when I got into it. Kane was like my guy. Oh uh, well, he's on the show. He's just not Kane. He's just not Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. He's, he's he's not so much my guy now. Um. It's all gone a bit weird. Oh but, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's very hard to have favorites because uh, all these guys let you down. You know, <laughs> that's true. That and is it is it Kane the character, or are you just like a big Glenn Jacobs guy? That's a that's yeah. a that's a fair uh, that's a first place. That yeah. is is that that's behind you? Is that a Doctor Isaac Yankum poster behind you? <laughs> I wish that'd be, that'd be so niche. I'd be so into that. No, no, it's just Kane. But like, or fake I'm, Diesel. Very, very narrow Diesel. as well. You wish, sir? Kane, I'm just like a very narrow period of Kane was the best. So, so which period was it? Was it before it was it before he had the sleeves or no sleeves? Uh, no sleeves. Singlet cane. Ah, singlet cane. Yeah. I tell you one oh, so not like debut tearing the cell door off the cell cane. I kind of missed that by like a year or two. So oh, right. by the time I got into it, he was already like black gear, singlet cane. But see, that that's probably. I think you're right there, Tristan, because we've watched a couple of matches with Kane, and he gets more athletic. As he kind of goes on and then settles into having these banger cage matches where he's jumping off the top doing clotheslines and everything. So, I mean, that's a, that's not a bad show. That's not a bad show. It, it does go down from there. Then he takes the mask off and 
babies get kicked and yeah. <laughs> and Slitsky didn't do it. And Slitsky didn't do it. <laughs> what about um, you, uh, Colin? Will. Uh, yeah, I'm a Macho Man, Randy Savage guy. I absolutely love Macho Man. I'm, I'm, my uh, kind of area of music of of uh, wrestling is 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 87 to 97 is my to be my my mastermind years. I love um, golden years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started off loving basically kind of WrestleMania three on video. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I just love that. Uh, just the whole entrance and the that match was just incredible. Like for for watching it at the time, but then one, one of the very few matches from maybe the first five WrestleManias that still holds up. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. But the the funny thing about that is it's such a short match as well. You know, it's 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 maybe eleven minutes. It's it, it's very it's short, like compared to you know. It, well, it's long for anything else in that card. Put 35 matches on and they're all four minutes long. Here comes Hercules. <laughs> but you know, it's it just like um, a very interesting style of wrestling because at that back at that in the day, we were just getting videos of Hulk Hogan in cage matches. You know, remember mm. the and uh, stuff like that. And I remember for years, I thought that the next time I kind of interacted with wrestling was WrestleMania Five, but it wasn't. When me and Tristan recently talked about this. It was. Uh, Saturday night's main event where Macho Man Randy, Macho King Randy Savage was against uh, Buster, uh, against Hulk Hogan with Buster Douglas as the special guest referee. And I remember watching that in me, uh, the old pair's pub that they used to own in Athlone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was on, you know, on the, on the old like uh, uh, Sky Sports, or I think it was Sky Movies Plus. Like, that's how old I am. But, well, it wasn't uh, even box office. So it was like. It wasn't, yeah, but Sky, Sky, Sky Movies Plus, I think, was the name of it. It was Sky Movies with various football matches and oh, the wow. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So there was that. And then WCW started on uh, on ITV, and we kind of just went yeah. into the era of watching Worldwide for three or four years until we got Sky back again. <laughs> it, isn't it mad like that? Like, the, you, WCW had such a big following here, despite the fact how weird it actually was because i when i was when i was watching wcw as a kid it was on bravo yeah and you'd be you'd be switching between and nitro and raw were on around the same time on a friday night like you know so she'd be flicking between nitro and raw during the monday night wars for some reason on a friday night in the uk on a friday night yeah which was weird well, it was gas because when uh, I think it was on, uh, wasn't it TCM, Turner Classic Movies? Yeah. And Turner Classic Movies would show the latest, um, the latest Nitro. at this, And you'd watch the first hour of that. Then you'd watch two hours of Raw. And then you'd watch, uh, you'd watch Thunder or a really old episode of Nitro. Every so often they'd just throw on a really old episode of Nitro. Like that mm. wouldn't have been, been shown. So you'd see like all the weird dungeons of Dungeon of Doom crap and uh, I remember watching one night, um God, it was absolutely fantastic. We taped on a on a video. It was uh me, Gene Oakland was uh, interviewing Macho Man Randy Savage. He was like, WCW President Doug Dillinger has Orders you to get psychiatric treatment. And Macho Man was like, yeah, I went to see a woman psychiatrist. And she said I was OCD. <laughs> That's right. One cool dude. <laughs> and you can catch all of these on video because you'd be flicking between the channels. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so you have this mishmash of like 
three different wrestling shows on the one night on a video. <laughs> you can you can fairly tell the lads who grew up with the, um, some version of Sky TV. Mm. I grew I grew up on a farm in South Armagh, so my wrestling like for the whole first I don't know eighteen years of my life was all from VHS tapes that I got from the library across McGlenn. Really? So then uh, WCW came on. Oh, yeah, was it ITV? It came on at one ITV. stage. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was a young fellow watching it and Hulk Hogan was there and I definitely recognized Hulk Hogan, but I had no idea what the goddamn hell WCW was. Like it was, I don't have like the tapes in, in the library were only ever WWF, but I was a huge Bret Hart fan anyway. And I went to university and it had moved from DVDs to VH, from VHS to DVDs at this stage. And someone said, Oh, I have a Bret Hart DVD you can have. I said, oh, brilliant. And they gave me Wrestling with Shadows. Ooh. And that was when I learned about the screw job. I, I didn't <laughs> even know what had happened. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just appalled. Here's one for you. Do you remember back in the day when you could, on the, on the, the portable TVs that you would tune in, you would actually be able to watch scrambled Sky Sports. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think it's a credit to, to Jim to Jim Ross and the King because you could actually just not watch it, have it on in the background, and know what was going on. Absolutely. And that was also how a lot of early wrestling was done for me as well as a kid, because you didn't have Sky in all the rooms. You had it in one room, so you had to make do. Well, didn't they even dabble with the WWF radio at one stage? They did. They did. And that's what I only have live wire as well. And he had live wire as well, which was kind of like a move away from that. And on this show, I didn't realize they had this all the way back in 1996. They had a phone line where they were cutting promos either through a phone, which <laughs> is hilarious. I mean, sorry for jumping ahead, but that's like when I saw that, I was like, that's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. But uh, yeah. Jim so Ross absolutely living his life on that phone line. Oh, man. <laughs> living his best life. <laughs> oh, God, it was great. You know, it, it's funny because like wrestling now is so different than it was like being a fan because like obviously the internet wasn't a thing in Ireland. Mm. Like well, it was, but it wasn't like it was dialed up and then it wasn't until like 2005. So we were talking about Cyber Sunday and Taboo Tuesday and you couldn't vote on those because you didn't have the internet. It wasn't until like 2006, 2007, you could actually like vote on it. And then it was. You had to, okay. uh, didn't you have to figure out a way to get around your school's uh, blocker to get onto the <laughs> website and vote on it? Oh yeah, that was, so that was no problem. Like, that was, <laughs> even back then, that was no problem. But, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's where we are, lads. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show and let's get into the pick that you actually went for which was um, a weird one I'm not going to lie to you it was a weird one it, it was In Your House 1996 Buried Alive so this is so, so, some ba- so some background on the show this is the very first Buried Alive pay-per-view the very first Buried Alive match the very first non-sanctioned match which was a weird a weird way to put it um and it's a, it's a nice tight show. It's only like two hours. So that was that was cool. Um, and yeah, so this is from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, October 1996. And the tagline is, Dead Man's Paradise, Dead or Alive, Dead Darkness and Destruction of Mankind. 
strange, but okay. Uh, Dead or Alive is, I just think about the video game, but okay. Sponsored uh, by PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored by PlayStation. That's probably why. Is that um, what made you lads pick this? That all the all the taglines are like sound like death metal album names. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The reason why we went with this was uh, we were kind of we we were. I was kind of like saying to Justin, do we go with something that's just terrible, like uh, Uncensored 95 and the, the Alliance to Kill Hulkamania? Or, oh, and no. Justin was like, maybe not that bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> watchable still, like. Yeah, no, uh, look, uh, as, as a podcast that, that does flirt with that, it's better to have something really terrible or something really good, because if it's kind of in the middle, it's no fun. And that's when it's a case of, it's, you know, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Where we avoid minutes, uh, talking about it. It's 90 minutes, me and Dara sitting here going, what do you think of that? <laughs> that was grand. It was grand. Yeah. <laughs> and the next match, that was fine. It was fine. <laughs> so, I do think this was a really interesting pay per view, though. This was it. Like, there's an awful lot of meat on the bone just for what's happening at the time and, you know, where people are going, to, where people have come to, where people are going to end up. Um, some really, really weird stylistic choices in a lot of heel versus heel matches. Um, yeah. Stuff that we wouldn't, you'd never see, you know, just messing around with Jim, Jim Ross's microphone. Just, it's a it's a weird, we are trying to do something a little bit different kind of and, pay-per-view. And in yeah. an hour and 50 minutes, I, I have more notes for for this pay-per-view, an hour and 50 minutes, than I have for the combined Cyber Sunday series. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, pretty much everything you brought up there, Colin, is kind of what I wanted to touch, to touch on. Um, it, 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 so it's it's firmly it's not the Ashley error yet. It just it's nearly there. It's edging it, and you can really kind of see that's where they're going. Um, it's the first appearance of Austin's glass break. It's it's hilarious. Well, it's it's bizarre actually. Not even hilarious. It's bizarre to see the crowd just not react to that. Because it's, really it's actually as well. It's like it's just like like it's supposed to be the glass breaks. Everyone loses their mind. Yeah, and it's, and it's just and it's, crickets. And like it's a, it's a new song as well, like on a pay per view. So it starts. And everyone's like, who who? Oh yeah. right, oh Tim. Yeah yeah. We are indifferent to him. Kind of. We kind of and, like. Him, yeah. Kind of. And and then when he wins, the crowd are just sitting there, and there's some guy that with a mullet who <sighs> two years later will be a fan of him. It just. <laughs> nothing and I was like this is hilarious sadly though Martin uh, I wasn't able to catch any good signs in this so what we tried to do Aww. was try to pick signs so if you guys spotted any ones let us know do you know what I think signs at that signs at this stage were, were very much the Undertaker will make you rest in peace there was nothing yeah. like you know yeah, that, yeah. in any way interesting yeah. it was all like uh, but it's can... it's such a wild pivot like from that from 1996 you know like you say, mm. those signs are very much just toeing the line to 97, 98, where it's just extreme homophobia, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's funny because even at the at the start where he's like, Savio Vega, you know, didn't come over because, you know, he was afraid to because obviously Savio Vega was injured. Well, it was supposed to be Austin and Savio Vega, but he, yeah. Savio Vega was injured. Uh, and when Austin starts to swear, like man is is right in there because it just wasn't done like in WWF at the time. It was like you know the real potty mouth reactions. Yeah, and it's exactly what got Austin over. Is that people were like, oh, can but you say that? Know, Maybe I can say that too. Of, it was like um, it reminded me of uh, I think there's a, a Family Guy sketch about um, 
like from the Victorian era, and this this woman in the Victorian era is a is a real <laughs> slut because she's so, showing off because she's showing off her ankles. In this, it was like uh, Austin swearing. What did he say? Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, whoa, whoa. It's like, we it's don't like, say that here. <laughs> if it's allowed on Phoenix FM, it's it's not that bad. <laughs> Absolutely. What's interesting about that whole situation is that um, it's really the very, very, very beginning of Austin versus McMahon. It's 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 Austin swears on TV and McMahon is like, oh, you know, you can you can kind of trace it, trace it back to then. But it's it's also kind of interesting because with, as you said, that, you know, the glass shatters uh, music coming in. Um, I was actually kind of fond of the I, I call it the Chili McFreeze music. You know, the ice dagger music, you know, that yeah. actually, you know, because I watched recently, I watched because uh, I, I have a big collection of, of uh, um, WWF VHS and I watched King of the Ring 96 and it just it, it didn't it just wasn't in my head that he didn't have that music. And by by the final, by the time he was when like you just always imagine that when he cuts that Austin 316 music that that. That the promo that that music is there and it's not it's the you know the almost a a take on on mankind's music you know what I mean so it's just odd to not have that there. It's bizarre even the early days mm. of Austin when he's using like the million dollar sleeper mm. as his finisher. You that's know, more bizarre. It's mm. more. Bizarre. It, it, it's for some reason that's more bizarre than when he had loads of hair. <laughs> <laughs> like that's less weird to me than. You know when he's using holds because mm. obviously he was a great wrestler and even in this match he own heart hadn't crippled him yet so he was like actually a really really good wrestler and it's just weird to see him it's like whoa i think we really were um we were shortchanged austin at his prime but again you know colin as you said what got him over was you know being a brawler who mm. swore a lot and drank beer that was what got him over you know so i mean it kind of is what it is, you know. But okay, we're kind of jumping ahead there a bit. So let's the buy rate is just on sorry, the attendance is just under ten thousand, so it's not huge. It's uh by WCW standards in, in the latter period, it's 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 still not great. By TNA standards from last week, Martin, it's <laughs> ten times that. <laughs> so you know. Um yeah, Martin made the mistake of wanting to see an ECW show run by ECW people. I didn't want to. I made a comment, and Dara, with his with his superior wrestling knowledge, latched upon it and said, "I'm going to turn your words against you," and <laughs> did so in spectacular fashion. Yes, hardcore justice. It's a thing to behold. It's a hardcore injustice. That was the that was the the basically TNA's version of um, ECW One Night Stand. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like all the old out of shape, like except for Stevie Richards, who was in amazing shape. And PJ Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not uh, let's not shortchange PJ Palaco. Absolutely. The, uh, the Portuguese ECW. man of war. <laughs> <laughs> the WWE one night stand and the TNA one night stand were very different one night stands. And Absolutely. I believe we've all had experience of both kinds of one night stands. <laughs> <laughs> one is one you tell your mates about, the other one you drink away in shame. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
so okay so yeah as you said this show was was very weird from the get-go it um it had hunter hurst helmsley who would become triple h the greatest wrestler of all time uh, against stone Cold steve austin as the opener <laughs> like yeah that's a sentence not only that i have an interesting uh, little sidebar on that that i found today because as I tell you, oh. I collect many, oh, many VHS. He's holding so, a classic VHS copy I am of this pay-per-view. And I'm going to describe this. Not only, right, are every single match has little pictures. Sorry, my my sexy light here is blinding the, the, the box. But you have everything. And then you have a tiny little line at the bottom that says, plus... Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> wow. A tiny little line under the pictures of everyone else on the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I wish to buy your VHS. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's weird because, like, Mark Merrow was featured. Yeah. The absolutely. smoking guns are featured. That's insane. That's Listen, insane. D- Daddy Ass is a star, okay? Listen. Don't you be talking about Daddy Ass. Uh, do you know what? Sonny was trying to get get her some scissor and some daddy ass at this pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> these are wrestling terms, Phoenix. Yes. these are wrestlers. These are, yeah. these, are these are not lewd acts. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> if it's right. on a t shirt, it's okay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so Austin comes out, um, and he is uh, he's not a face. He's not a heel. He's kind of in between. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is very much a heel at this point because you know jr um his mic is coming on and off the whole time vince mcmahon is on commentary and then we have like controlled king he's not he's he's not like deviant yet he's just kind of like you know really in the pocket of like yeah he's not even lecherous even when when sable comes out i was actually surprised when yeah when Sonny and Sable, right? I was surprised how restrained you were. I was like <laughs> bracing. I, I was, I was sat there with my notepad and my pen, going, "Go on, King, give me something dirty I can like laugh about on the podcast." There's only one line in the whole show that I caught from King, actually, and it was a, a really awkward cut on some young one who looks like could be in fibers, like just you know. And he's like, literally just about to say it. Yeah, did you get it? Yeah, it's like a really awkward cut on this like attractive looking girl who would you know be hanging out at a, at a at a metal bar and then king's like oh there's lots of creatures around here i'm like what's wrong with her she looks fine she's like, like, like there's nice another moment one. Yeah. <laughs> there's another moment uh where it, it, again it's, it's not even a creepy thing but it's just a gay in the front row with long hair and he's like look at that girl and then uh instagram goes well I, I don't think that's a girl i King just loses his mind. He just man goes, with long hair. <laughs> what? He's thick on this lad. He was. He was the. He, he's the thick on it. Like he, he says it more than once as well. Like, he goes. He does a whole rant. Like he can't believe. Like, like imagine him today trying to deal with <laughs> bathrooms and everything. Like he just. But hold on. Like, on on the show, he was supporting the you know, Triple H, who has long hair. Like, yeah. that's, there's no consistency with King. At least when King maybe, becomes lecherous, there's some consistency. Maybe it, was, maybe it was the quality of the hair. Maybe your man in the audience was using like too good of a conditioner. Oh, okay, that, that's probably it. That would make the sense. guy in the audience was using like crisp and dry from the looks of the oh. guy. <laughs> 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 what is, what is it? <laughs> what is it called? Of the, of 
tail and mane. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's weird because like the commentary team are like they're it's Vince, which is very stuck up. But I, you know, normally I hate Vince's commentary, but for some reason on this show it wasn't as great and as it normally is. Mm. And I think it was because they were self-aware of how bad he actually can be. And the whole time, you know, JR was like, that move is called this. This move is called fantastic. And it was fantastic. So, I mean... But, but Vince plays it safe. He's, so, see, in South Armagh, if you don't know someone's name, you just call them Fiend. Ah, oh, well, Fiend. How Fiend? Let's crack Fiend. <laughs> Vince plays Everton safe. He doesn't know the name of any move. So he just goes, Unbelievable! What a manoeuvre. Unbelievable! Like, <laughs> It's a headlock. One, two, three, got him. No. <laughs> Forget about it. But yeah, like during this show, for some reason, I think it was. Look, the In Your House shows were known for being a bit different. And they would kind of try stuff. It wasn't like a huge show. It wasn't something. And it was kind of throwaway. I don't think they did another Buried Live. I think it's the only one that they ever did, isn't it? Um, Not the match, the, but the pay-per-view. The actual pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. it was actually sandwiched between. Um, fu- it was a funny time for just pay per view names because international incident was the one before that featured no international people in the main event, <laughs> and the next one was it's, was in your house twelve. It's time, which didn't have Vader in it. So <laughs> I, I love Sid and Vader in the main event, but they put Psycho Sid again. Uh, Put Psycho Sid in the Vader spot, but they already had the pay per view named. <laughs> oh, I love when uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's in a match, and or especially when he's in a tag match, mm. and whoever he's against is also American <laughs> for some reason. Even <laughs> yeah. the crowd still starts chatting USA, USA, and you're like, all four of these people are Yanks. <laughs> but here's the phrase: Do you remember? Uh, this is actually I loved. In WCW, I love Lance Storm's faction of like, you know, annoying oh. Canadian people. And they made Jim Duggan Canadian. Yeah. And, every, and he'd start yeah. stamping the foot and then everyone would start going, you what's And then he'd just go, and he'd be like Hulk Hogan shaking the head, but he'd have the two hands and he'd be like, no. <laughs> and then he'd be like, put, gonna put the thumb up. And then he'd be like, no, I'm Canadian now. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have fun. Yeah. Tara did this. Big long WCW arc. Oh my god, I thought it was never going to end. Um, but every time we reviewed a pay per view, it's like, uh, this happened and then this happened, and then Lance Storm came out, he's <laughs> <laughs> like single handedly saving the pay per view, carrying it on his back. No matter how bad it was, that segment was always the best, and that's awesome. That's a credit to him. He's the PJ Palacco of WCW. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and a former tag team partner of PJ Palacco exactly. as well. <laughs> and it, what, no, he wasn't an X Factor. X Factor was X Pac, PJ Palacco, and just Albert. incredible, wasn't it? Oh, and, just yeah. incredible, nothing. Yeah, he just, was. Yeah. Just incredible is PJ Palacco. Oh, but they, yeah, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting schooled, schooled <laughs> in this. But uh, they were the uh, Lance Storm and um, P- PJ Palacco were the Impact players in ECW, and Don Marie was their manager. So yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I literally just realised I'm the odd one out. I'm the only one here who's not in a band. <laughs> you know, unless you count me, you know, once I get a certain amount of whiskey in me, I do whip out my bow run, whether people <laughs> yes. like it or not. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a draft 
uh, comment there. I'm like, I'm Baron Corbin. I'm I'm a free agent. I'm, a free agent. <laughs> I'm liable to show up anywhere. <laughs> Watch out, Broad Breaker. <laughs> oh man, Baron Corbin. Um, they're 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 done with the best finish ever. Sorry, but mm. it's terrible. It's finished cost. What what's up, Baron? So it just so uh, Colin brought something up there that um, raised the point, and then you brought something up that also made me think of another thing. So earlier you were talking about how this is the first pay-per-view with a Barry live match, first pay-per-view with Austin's music. This yeah. was also the first ever WWF pay-per-view where the current world champion didn't wrestle. Ah. And it was also, in terms of being, like, so Colin, you were talking about how this was kind of a wee bit ahead of its time and some of its different ideas and that. This was actually more ahead of its time than we realize because the Bury the Live match was originally supposed to be a graveyard match, or as they'd call it now, a boneyard match. But it was uh, it was actually supposed to be like a um almost like a cinematic it in, in a taking place in a graveyard with the um, Undertaker and Mankind, and then they decided that that wouldn't you know for a for a main event that wouldn't really pop the crowd to be watching it on a video but uh, yeah that's what it was going to be originally because they had oh, learned well. the hard way about that because summer at SummerSlam 96 um as much as people watching um the boiler room brawl with with undertaker and uh think they were completely di- they were completely like out of the match until they came back through the curtain and you had the whole swerve with paul bearer but apparently yeah. they had uh, vhs players and screens like rolled out so people could watch at the front row because this is not your time with the Titantron and you may have a big screen like somewhere, but like to keep people interested throughout that, that they actually literally rolled out screens so people could watch, which is interesting as well. So no wonder they didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Paid for a front row ticket to watch this VHS. (laughs) (laughs) We recorded this earlier. The lads are just in the pub like (laughs) having a couple of points. Oh no, that's terrible. But yeah, no, and also as well, um, there's two dark matches that were on afterwards. There was a tag team match mm. and the world title was defended against Goldust. Yes. So Goldust did two jobs that night, really. And uh yeah, we didn't get to see that because the show just ends with the hand coming out and that's that's kind of where it cuts off, which is weird, but we get into it, right? So lads, uh, as I said, the first match was Austin and Triple H. Um I'll start with you, Tristan, because I haven't really said that much uh, on it yet. What did you think about this match? Uh, did it surprise you at all? I thought it was mad seeing like Stone Cold when his knees worked and everything. And he was just like very early in the match, he like takes like a big arm drag and takes like a big bump off it. And I was like, oh, he's he's doing it. He's actually going to be doing moves. And it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird proto Triple H as well. Like they're still calling them by his full name the whole time. And like he's wearing his his baggy tights for some reason, and he's he's, he's got he, like he's got like a, a woman with him. Was that his thing that he brought up? <laughs> just like women? Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see. What, what, he he inherited the water, and uh, <laughs> the the Godfather inherited the women. That's what happened there. Uh-huh. You know, um, Colin. What what about you? Do you know what? It's 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 very interesting because. Um, with Triple H, you can see the what we're going to be, you know, trademark moves that he would take. Like I, I'm a big fan of Triple H's. Um, the way he sells a slingshot into the post is like nobody else. He goes down with one arm dead, one arm up, and he just 
absolutely creams it. So after Mr. Perfect uh, interferes um, and they, you know, they go for the fake suplex on the floor and Austin drags him over and does that. I was just like, God, Triple H at this stage was so absolutely fantastic. Like, it's really... my One of my favourite eras of Triple H is Triple H after he was forgiven for the curtain call. And mm. uh, he changed, you know, he's at the start of this, he's got the ding, 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 music and he's yeah. very suave. But they change him up very shortly after this. They have, you know, oh, to joy. Da, 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 mm. da. And he's very, he's very much, you know, the confident, you know, confident snob where he was, yeah. he was like a, he was like a suave, suave or snob in this. But um, like, he's definitely changing up his style to be like less Greenwich Blue Bud to be in a little bit more aggressive in this. And yeah. obviously with Austin as well. Austin, everything is almost there, but the, the, the it's so weird to see the stunner without the kick. Yes. Even though, the, even though, because he flips the bird and there's yeah. no, there's no kick and it's just down with the stunner. And so it's interesting. And also it's the first time that um, JR said, Austin calls that the stun gun. <laughs> the very first mention of the stun gun as well, even though the stunner obviously is there. But the stun gun gets its first mention there as well. And I always love the stun gun. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, you, you kind of... Is, is stun gun a better there. name? No, the stun gun is where he has, you know, he has... The guy is laying on the ropes with his arms out and the head over. Oh, and yeah. And he comes he and puts the, the leg over. Austin calls that the stun gun. <laughs> there's, a stun, there's a stun gun is, and then it would go into the stunner. But he wouldn't stun obviously... Is stun a better name than stunner? I'm, I'm a wee bit torn on that. I don't know. You see, it makes sense. If you watch the you know, oh, stun gun Steve Austin. But there's the callback, stunning Steve Austin with the stunner. Long-term like, storytelling. Just imagine, <laughs> boot, he boots the rock in the stomach. It's WrestleMania 17, he boots the rock in the stomach, he hits the third stunner of the match, and JR goes, Stun gun, stun gun, stun gun. It does roll <laughs> off the tongue, it does roll <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a wee bit torn on that one. I'm, no, yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of, of single word finishers. You know, all the gore, pedigree. Gore, yes. You know, tombstone. Well, these, these are the gore and the pedigree. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can say it without the there though, and it still works. Yeah, it's good for shouting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, after the, so there was some interference. Mister Perfect, Austin will get the win, and then um, it, it's weird because this match wasn't supposed to happen. It's supposed to be Salvio Vega going against mm. uh, going against Austin, and Triple H was thrown in at the last moment. So yeah, um, that, that I okay. I know I'm a bit biased and I understand that, but I'm so glad Salvi Vega wasn't in this match. <laughs> to be not, honest with you, a, I think we've got a much better match. You're biased, Dara. You're raving bigots. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're an absolute zealot. <laughs> Cultish accolades. They had such a great match about it was two months earlier, the Car- uh, Caribbean strap match. Uh, when he was just Steve Austin, he dropped the, he dropped the ringmaster and yeah. was just Steve Austin and... Teddy Biasi was still knocking around, but man, they had a Caribbean strap match that was just unbelievably good. I think it was at Beware of Dog, but I could not tell you for one hundred percent sure. Uh, but I, it was well, it was absolutely fantastic. Well, I, the only reason why I say it is because it it changed the dynamic mm. of the show, right? I mean, it kind of it, it added that layer of unpredictability mm. because again, it was for the most part unplanned, and it just kind of 
got the got the crowd into it immediately mm. for the most part. Yeah. And I, it was it was a great opener. It's probably one of the best openers I've seen in some time. And it's shock well, it's it's shocking mm. and it's not, you know. Yeah. From there we had our first title match, which was Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, um, who defeated the smoking guns, Billy and Bart. Bart uh who would later go on to win uh, the brawl for all, and then oh be knocked God. out by Butterbean in a couple of, <laughs> couple of seconds? So. We, we we did a whole brawl for for all uh, episode, and uh, God, poor Bart. Imagine, imagine, imagine getting into wrestling and being punished for being a good fighter. Just bizarre. So you yeah. Know, I, I hate Brawl for All though because it, it robbed us of Dr. Death Steve Williams, who's one of, another one of my favorite oh, wrestlers. Remember my favorite ta- member of my favorite tag team, but uh that 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 killed Dr. Death in WWF. So that is my uh that's why I am anti Brawl for All, just for that reason. Me me and Dara have been through all, just all the lives that were ruined by Brawl for All. <laughs> <laughs> There's a list of them. It has a body count. Oh, and it does. It's... And it was all brought in just to teach uh, JBL a lesson. This is this. <laughs> this is this. So spiteful. Like. <laughs> in, in, term, in terms of victims on American soil, it goes 9-11, Oklahoma bombing, Brawl for All. That's it because people in the know know that Hawk would never have got pushed off that Titan Trot by Draws if it wasn't for Brawl for All. <laughs> Long term storytelling. <laughs> the payoff we never got. That's it, absolutely. But um lads, what did you think about this as a ta- so what was what what the upside of this was, you know, the tag team division was still intact quite well. It wasn't the outshit error. Matches weren't three minutes. They were like proper matches. Mm. You had Owen Hart and the British Bulldog in there as your champions defending. And then obviously the smoking guns with Billy and Bart Gunn who are who are great wrestlers in and of themselves. Um this was actually a really, really solid tag match and I was thrilled by it. Nine minutes. Um I had a nice clean finish as well. So uh what did you what did you think Colin? Do you know what it, it's an interesting one because um another one of my favorite pay-per-views is uh, the pay-per-view that came immediately before this, which was Mind Games. And that is when One Heart and the British Bulldog beat the Smoking Guns for the tag team titles. And I absolutely love that match. And compared to that match, they're just a little... I personally think that they're, it's, it's just a, st- it's a notch below, if you know what I mean. Um, I, I thought the finish was great in this. I thought the... Um, kind of, you know, bulldog, um, kind of pulling. What was their, what was their fit? I can't remember what the 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 smoking guns finisher was called. Was the stun it, gun, the, the sidewinder. Side yeah. <laughs> there you go. Jr. Keeps there's saying a, it. There's... It's like, oh, he's going for it. He's going for the sidewinder. Oh, oh, he was going to go for the sidewinder. <laughs> you know, pulling so out of the sidewinder and uh, dropping them. And bulldog coming in, like it was, a, it was a good finish and it was a good match. But I just because. If you do go back to this time of 1996, really, really excellent tag match is the month before at Mind Mind Games, which is probably a worse pay-per-view, but Mm. better version of this match. Lads, I insist you do a song called Stun Gun. (laughs) The Stun Gun. (laughs) Stun Gun. (laughs) And and Sidewinder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I I, I agree. I... uh, I agree. There's some fair points there, but um, I need to actually go back and watch that match. Um, 
Oh, that pay-per-view, actually. Mind games, it's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, Tristan, what do you think of then, Martin? Uh, I thought, like, Owen Hart's great. Even, like, just, like, little things, like, I can't remember the first movie does. I think it's just, like, a, a simple little, like, takedown or something. But he, he, does, he, does, he does one move, and straight away he goes, woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, I've done it. It's like, like, he didn't even nearly win. <laughs> like, he just did a move. And it's just... It's just great, and it's great. Like it is great, from, like actual tag teams as well. Like mm. guns are meant to be brothers, so they dress the same. Um, and like Owen Hart and the Bulldog, like they're a cohesive team, even though they don't have a team name yet. They're still like like an actual team, and there is like a reason for them to be a team and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not just random jobbers that were like hanging out and catering. They're like, quick lads, go! <laughs> you got five yeah. minutes. Which is which is like when we were watching Raw and we did a whole. We did a whole arc where we watched like three months of Raw. It would be that. It'd be random tag teams. And it, it it's sad to see that degenerate. But, you know, you can kind of see why they went that way. Particularly with the next two matches that I guess we'll we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into. Martin, uh, before we do, uh, any thoughts on the tag match? Yeah, I mean, again, I have to agree with Tristan on uh, the, the love for Owen. All the little things he does are for slammy winner on his text. <laughs> That's just brilliant. Um, and I even love, I don't know what it is, because it's not like super clean or super slick, but I love that spin and heel kick he does. It, yeah. it just looks like it has a lot of heft behind it. You know, it looks like a real... Um, <laughs> the only thing I was wondering is during this match, I noticed that several times... Owen goes to tag Bulldog and Bulldog gets in the ring but doesn't do the tag and then is in the ring wrestling and, and then doesn't realise he's the guy in the ring. And I remember reading Brett's book about how he basically had to talk Bulldog through mm. the SummerSlam match. And I'm wondering, is 1996 Bulldog still crack-smoking Bulldog? Because he, he, he doesn't seem to really like follow What's going on? Um, well, he was. He, that's actually very true because uh, I don't know if you listen to, to Jim Carnett at all, but uh, Jim Carnett said they were floating down Lake Havasoma. Uh, <laughs> he was in that group. Uh, and when, like, uh, X-Pac had gone to WCW at this time and you had, obviously, Hall and Nash had gone to WCW this, at the, that time. So essentially, Triple H was clean. So your Havasoma group at this time was Davey and Sean. So Davy was one hundred percent in his in his acting the acting the maggot at that stage. So you're well, dead, right? You, you can tell because mm. like there's multiple points during this match where Owen is mm. six inches away from him with his hand <laughs> right in front of him, and Davy gets mm. in the ring and walks past him. That's because Davy is off in space. But <laughs> <laughs> here, but here, just when you bring up X Pac, this is something that's been running on the on the podcast for a wee while. Make Do either noise. of you know? Ah, oh, Dara. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on, go on, go on. It's gonna ask either of you know what what is shouted at the start of X Pac's entrance music. Uh, it's make some noise. Ah. Oh. <laughs> but but what did but you think it was? Like that though. <laughs> I used to think at the very start, I thought he just said "Xbox," <laughs> like <laughs> shouting exactly. it really weird. Like, <laughs> but Tr- I, Tristan, I, did you know what it was? I thought it was make some noise. I always thought it was that. 
neither of you lads owe us an x pocky or other i'm sorry i did i didn't mean to re- i thought you were going to go to something else and now i just instinctively every time he shows up i just say make some noise <laughs> in my head now but yeah I, I like both myself and martin thought it was x pac said really weirdly yeah for years <laughs> and then i know all of his promos make a lot more sense that he says make some noise all the time. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this makes I, so much more sense now. I always thought it was the way, because there's kind of like a slur. I always thought he was saying sex pock as if that was like yes. a cool cool pun on his own name or something. But you know what's interesting? And I would love to know, and I don't know the answer to this. Do you know Mike Tyson used that music before X-Pac? What? There you really? go. If you go back on a couple of Raws before WrestleMania 14, Mike Tyson uses that that Xbox team music. And I couldn't tell you if there is like nice <laughs> guys or sex pack or what well, I'm going to say now is sex pack euros. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, he uses it might, that music, which is, which is weird. For Tyson, it might be everything because if I'm remembering right from SmackDown 2, it goes, make some noise. And then there's like a voice dubbed in on top that just goes, Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just the X song, so maybe it is exactly like that. And then that's just the same as like when they dubbed the X Factor into the X Factor music without permission. That that sounds like when uh, WCW went to Germany and they brought the wrong tape for the NWO music, so it had their bout. But it didn't have the it, it, NWO. So they played the music and they just got like some per roadie on a mic to go N N W O N W for life. <laughs> and that was still better than the B squad music that the NWO got. Oh my god. Yeah, but and Martin, thanks for bringing it up again. Sorry, I didn't realize you were going to go into that. I thought it was something else. But Apologies, lads. The X, the X Pac Euro tax is waived. <laughs> but it's not waived for people listening, folks. If you didn't know that, if you thought it was X Pac or whatever, you can go over to our Patreon and give us an X Pac Euro. You must. You must, must. exactly. Yeah, X Pac Euro. The lights have to be kept on here somehow. You know, you know, we have to fund that fight between Martin and CM Punk. It's not going to fund itself, so no. go over to the Patreon. Not Cross McGlenn, the council's not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> but lads, he's still ain't going to get his tetanus shots on collision money. <laughs> <laughs> but lads, we do have to go to a break here on Phoenix ninety two point five FM. But before we do, uh, tell us how how we can check out sale games uh, if you have any music coming up soon and where everybody can find you guys. Uh, we are on all all the main things. We're on Instagram at cellgames.mp3. Uh, Twitter is cellgames underscore mp3 because you can't have a full stop in your handle. Um, it's just cellgames on Facebook. Um, cellgames on Spotify. That's where everything is. Uh, we do have a TikTok because you have to have a TikTok. There is nothing on it. So <laughs> you don't put up for it. Um, the last video that went on it was an announcement about the new Instagram page, but then uh, we got copyright struck for using our own music in the background, so that's gone. Fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, the YouTube, I was listening to your stuff on YouTube. We have YouTube as well. Um, this will be the podcast version of this is coming out Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday, Thursday evening, 
Um, you're getting an exclusive here, but it won't be an exclusive because this is going on the radio Tuesday. Um, on Thursday evening, there will be a guitar playthrough of Here's Your mm. Bones going up. Oh, Because uh, the content train does not stop for anyone. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, guys, go over and check them out. Um, give them a like, give them a follow. Are you doing merch? Uh, not right now. We just sold the last of our T-shirts. Uh, okay, but there will be merch. I'll definitely keep an eye out on, on things like we're we're looking at doing like a whole new design for for t-shirts um we're probably going to do stickers because everyone's got surfaces so that's true that's true everyone's got stickers <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah baby those cell game stickers flying out like startups baby <laughs> <laughs> we'll go over and check them out uh keep an eye on the socials and buy the merch because here in uh, exclusive that's how bands make money buy their stuff because the record the record industry is is a nightmare but yeah guys thank you so much for being on the show um we are going to keep this party going over on the podcast so if you guys are checking it out for the first time that's weird uh go over and go to nerdthenomedia.com therestinguy.com that's where you'll find the rest of the show we will talk to you after this break on the podcast and next week on phoenix and the 2.5 fm bye guys If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.